welcome everybody who's with us new and all those who are coming back, of course. Welcome to everyone. Sometimes people say that religion in general and even Christianity is out of date. However, the closer we study and reflect on the words of Jesus, the more we realize that the most recent developments in many fields, including mental health, emotional intelligence, and other psychological fields affirm the basic teachings of Jesus Christ. For example, Daniel Kahneman received the Nobel Prize in Economic Sciences for his work in psychology that investigated judgment and decision-making. His research shows that we have two systems of thinking in our mind. System one is fast, intuitive, and emotional. And system two is slower, more deliberate, and logical. He shows that when we think and make decisions, we have two parts of our brain working together, the emotional and the logical. The better we understand how our emotions and logic affect and collaborate with each other, the better decisions we make. Although research into the many components of our personality won Daniel Kahneman a Nobel Prize, Jesus Christ figured this out much more in a more greater detail and more application than he did over 2,000 years ago. Jesus taught that we are not only emotional and logical, but that we are also physical and spiritual. Jesus also taught that these different aspects in our life sometimes work together, and unfortunately, they sometimes work against each other. St. Paul beautifully summarizes the struggle that we all face between our logic and our emotions when he says, I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing that I hate. Romans chapter 7. Jesus figured out we need to work hard every day to strengthen our body and souls and that we also need to work hard to correct and heal both our logic and our emotions. If Jesus was still walking the earth today, he would win many Nobel Prizes because he speaks of aspects of our humanity that we are only now beginning to fully understand and he also speaks of how we can heal the weaknesses of our very irregular personality. Today, the third Sunday of Lent is dedicated to the memory of the Holy Cross. In the Gospel, Jesus says, If anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For anyone who would save his life will lose it. But anyone who loses his life for my sake and for the sake of the good news will save it. Of course, we are correct to ask, 
Why should we deny ourselves when we are all God's cute and intelligent little children? Why would we want to lose our life when it is God who gave us our life and everything that is in it? If we do not understand this passage correctly, it could easily, unfortunately, lead to self-hatred. If we focus on the many aspects of our per personality, we quickly realize that yes, God did create our body and soul, and God did create our logic and emotions, but do we always use these in the way God meant for us to use them? Do we balance and take care of all these different aspects of our personality? Jesus is not asking us to deny who we are and the gifts that he has given us, but he is very strongly asking us to deny the ways we deform these gifts and the ways that we deform and sully the image that God has created in us. How many times do we allow our emotions to fight against our logic rather than having these two work with each other? Our emotions sometimes work in overdrive, especially when we feel strongly about something and when we feel very strongly we want to say and do something. We use our logic when we, consider that the co when we consider the consequences of our words or actions and that these can very often hurt others and also hurt ourselves. The difficult question is, do we allow our emotion to silence our logic or do we work hard to make sure that both these aspects of our personality are working hand in hand to help make us to help make us the right person and to help us make the right decisions that is basically why fasting is so important when we fast we reflect on and we sharpen our emotions and our logic by changing what we eat and drink in order to actually go deeper and change what we say and what we think. During this difficult process, we pray and ask God to help us make sure our emotions are in line with our logic and that our logic is not distanced from human empathy. Daniel Kahneman won a Nobel Prize for his research on the relationship between our emotions and our logic, something that Jesus taught over 2,000 years ago and remains a crucial part of our human journey. We should be grateful we live surrounded by the most abundance that human history has ever experienced. We as humans are ge genetically built to get excited when we see or do things that are good for us. 
For example, food, relationships, and exercise make us happy. However, tragically, when we do not allow our logic to enter the world of our emotions, we make bad decisions that affect how much we eat, the kinds of relationships we enter into, and whether we exercise or take care of ourselves. We find true and lasting happiness when we balance our emotions and our logic, and when we seriously question whether the happiness we are seeking today will bring us greater happiness tomorrow or will bring us greater ruin. We need to always keep this balance between the joy we experience today and the long-term effects that will either, either lead us to greater joy or great disaster in our life. Simply because something that we are doing is making us happy does not mean that it is good for us in the long term. We can find a beautiful summary of this, an example in the book of Revelation, where St. John says, I took the little scroll from the hand of the angel and ate it. It was sweet as honey in my mouth. But when I had eaten it, my stomach was made bitter. Revelations 10.10 During Lent, and especially on the Feast of the Cross, we can ask ourselves, what in our life tastes sweet to us today, but very shortly, within a day, or perhaps two or more, becomes very bitter in the consequences of our life and in our relationships with others. Let us reflect on a good decision we made during our life that is making us very happy today. Young people often do not like school, but there is no university graduate who regrets the education they received. There is no one who is successful in any way who has not had to work hard and to make very great sacrifices. However, their good decisions, which were difficult at the time, may have led to a few minutes or years of discomfort, but the result is a lifetime of happiness. Let us also reflect on the bad decisions we have either made or are making today. We need to honestly always ask ourselves, regardless of how old we are, what decisions have I made that have led me here? And where will I end up if I keep doing what I am doing today? We need to take always full responsibility for our actions and never blame others for either where we are or where we are going. Because when we do this, we will be on the right path to setting aside aspects of our life that are not part of our true selves, and we will grow in the aspects of ourselves that allow us to discover the fullness of the potential of our true selves made in the image and likeness of God. This is what 
Jesus meant when he said, if anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For anyone who would save his life will lose it, but anyone who loses his life for my sake and for the sake of the good news will save it. We want to lose every aspect of our life that is not bringing us life. We want to deny our emotions that are misaligned, and we want to take up our cross, which may be heavy today, but will lead us to a glorious resurrection. If we do this, we might not win a Nobel Prize, but we will discover our full human potential and win on earth a blessed life with God and with others, and even more importantly, an eternal prize that is the most noble.